welcome to the Pod Circle Podcast, where we bring practical tips and insights for every podcaster. From aspiring podcasters to experts with hundreds of episodes under your belt and everyone in between, these conversations dive deep into the topics that matter most to you. So let's get started. All right, friends. Today, we are diving into some specifics about launching a podcast. I shared on our trailer episode that every person that wanted to start a podcast at one point or another Googled how to start a podcast. There's a lot that goes into making a podcast from ideation, I want to do this, to putting your first episode out into the world. From my own experience, it's a little bit of a daunting process when you decide you want to do it. And then as you start launching, you just realize there's so much more to get to it. So we have broken it down for you into three sections, strategy, production, distribution, and marketing. And if you want to take notes for this, we would love it. But we also created a PDF for you to follow along. And you can literally check these off as you're launching your podcast. Listen, it's a really good PDF. Mackenzie <laughs> and I work together on it. Yeah. We're almost done with it. It'll be done by the time you all hear this. It's really good. I wish that I had this a long time ago for new clients, honestly. I think it would have been so helpful for them. So yeah. I'm going to stop bragging about the PDF and we'll jump right in. <laughs> it's so good. But I just feel like... What I love about it is that we took our complementary skills and put it together. Um, and yep. some of these things, I remember being as a client of yours and starting a podcast, you walked me through a lot of those first steps and things I never even thought of. Like, yeah. oh, I don't know how to host. I don't know that I need to do this. And so it was really helpful to have an expert in this space simplify it for me. And maybe we should give a little bit of background on on that. I'm on more of the production end. So the audio editing, video editing that's what my team does, you know, show notes, writing, social media clips, those sorts of kind of the back end, I guess what we call like the post-production side of things. But McKinsey yeah. is more on the front end of things. So tell the folks a little bit about what your expertise is there. Yeah. So I run a podcast currently, but I really do love the strategy element of it, like really helping people figure out why they do what they do, what they're about, who their target market is, so that they can create a show that they love and that they're willing to put the work in to consistently show up and one that they actually enjoy. Because I think if you're not enjoying it every week, it's going to become a slog. Totally. So let's get really clear about why you're doing it. Absolutely. And I think no, there's no better way to enjoy your podcast, enjoy hosting, planning for your podcast, than to start out on the right foot with a really good strategy. And that's so much of what McKinsey is excellent at, among other things like marketing and, <laughs> and all of that. But we don't have time to read your full resume today. McKinsey. No, it's fine. But I think a lot of people start, I want to start a podcast and really do skip the strategy element. I have an idea. Let's push record and figure it out as we go. Exactly. And I think it's really important to have some strategy. So what's the checklist? What are some of the, the tasks that we encourage people to think of when they think about strategy? Yeah. So the first few things is identify high level themes, goals, and strategy. I actually want you to speak to that just briefly. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, I think we've all listened to a show that's really haphazard. They jump around or you're like, this doesn't feel, I mean, you can feel it. You can feel yeah, when someone's outside of, yes, outside of their themes, outside of what they actually do. So, I mean, the old adage of like, fail to plan, plan to fail. Yeah. High level themes is like, hey, what are some of the things we're going to talk about? I, I just encourage people, like, if you had five minutes with someone, what would you talk about? What are you known for? Just like start to make those lists. And then if you've got those high level categories, you can build out topics underneath of those. But let's start with a high level. Like, who am I? What am I good at? What is my message? And then what yeah. are the goals of this? If you go back to the last episode, we talked about some of the reasons, like some of the goals you might have that you shouldn't start a podcast and some of the goals that if those align with you, you should start a podcast. 
So is it to expand your brand? Is it to, you know, gain more awareness? Is it to network? Those are some of the goals that we might identify in the front end. And then let's put some strategy to that. And what I love about the strategy sessions that we often lead together and talk about the different elements of this is that we do. We help you go from the big idea down to let's put this into action. Yeah, it's like a brilliant funnel kind of that you created starting really high level and getting really granular. And and people, it's fun to watch people walk away with so much clarity about their podcast. So the next one is brainstorming guests, which I think is really important because, and that's if you're a guest podcast, some podcasts, you know, are kind of solo and some are both. Some are just kind of a talking head plus intermittent guests and things like that. But I think it's really important to growing a podcast to consider what are our most audacious goals in terms of like, who's our, our dream guest? Yeah. Maybe you can get that guest, maybe not right away, but, you know, swing for the fences, brainstorm some really great guests that are going to help you launch your podcast with a bang. Go ahead and get those episodes mm-hmm. out right away. Um, I just think that that's going to help in the podcast rankings. Yeah. So, and there's, I feel like there's a lot I could say about that, but I want to move right through this list because yes. we have a, we have quite a few things to get to there. <laughs> Okay, the next one is develop and outline a content plan. Ideally, plan your first few months of episodes, and the more you have recorded, the better. Yes. I have been in a situation where you are like hand-to-mouth recording, and so if you can have a little bit of buffer, that's going to go a long way, especially as you're, as you're starting out and finding your footing. Um, a couple more tasks in this like strategy section will be to determine your episode length and release cadence. So length is... How long do these conversations need to be? Again, we've all listened to a podcast that was an hour long that should have been 30 minutes. And totally. so figure out like what is our goal and how do we structure our interviews, structure our intro, structure our segments around that, making sure that we're fitting in the ideal time for our guests and for ourselves. And then the release cadence. A lot of shows are weekly, but do you want to be realistic with yourself and say, hey, I'm going to start out as a monthly podcast because that's what I can commit to consistently showing up. It'll be better to consistently show up every fourth Tuesday rather than saying I'm going to do a weekly show and then missing weeks. Yeah. And then another task on here is writing a really compelling show description. That's a part of who am I and what is this about answering that question. We actually have a blog and a PDF for you that we can link to, to help you figure out like what is the show description and why is it so important. And then another task in this strategy section that maybe you wouldn't have thought of that you're gonna need later on is a podcast artwork. So it doesn't have to be fancy. Canva can be your friend, but just something that's going to help people know and recognize your brand and your podcast through this little thumbnail. That's right. And it doesn't have to be your once and final podcast artwork and it can always be updated later. No. And I'll put in a little plug for us too. We have fantastic podcast artwork designers. So that's something that we can help you with as well as is I think just about everything else on this list. So (laughs) now we're going to move on to a set of about six tasks that are in the production realm. And this is kind of more my area of expertise here Mm -hmm. and experience. Um, So the very first thing is to begin considering your equipment your microphones, headphones, webcams. And we have a, a, a PDF here that I spent a lot of time on really thinking through. It's, it's updated. It's 2023. I think it'll be relevant for a while, but we kind of break down for the different scenarios, what the best gear is and link you to it. I've been a part of launching so many podcasts and it always yeah. comes up. Which mic should I use? What about headphones? 
we're going to record a video podcast. Do you have a, a webcam recommendation? Um, things like that. We've got answers for all of that stuff. And these are tried and tested yeah. things. So we called it our essential equipment guide because I, as a consumer, like went to you and said, what do I do with these? What should I get? You don't have to be technically inclined for the majority of these. I love the mic that you recommend because it's so simple to use and you don't have to be an, an audio engineer to use it. Yeah. You plug it right into your computer. Yes. Plug it so. straight into your computer. It's great. You can have remote conversations, remote interviews, but also if you have a podcast guest that's in person, you can also, it's got a, a microphone input in it. It's fantastic. It's a great mic. You know, you don't have to go out and spend thousands and thousands of dollars in gear. In fact, I yeah. have a client who did that. She got some really bad advice. She spent about $5,000 on gear. And then I actually had her sell all of it and just get a $250 mic that sits on her desktop. Yeah. Oh, that is wild. Yeah, totally. Okay, so the next one here is selecting music for your intro, outro, and transitions. Uh, I think this applies to most podcasts. I only mm -hmm. know of a couple podcasts that don't really have any music. They launch right in, but I like music in a podcast. I'm also yeah. a music producer, so I have really strong opinions about what the music should feel like and, and does it align with the the tone of the of the podcast. And so I, what I will do is I actually like hand selecting a playlist of songs after I have a conversation with the podcaster. You know, I, I we just brought on a uh, a client. Uh, she has a podcast called The Fiscal Feminist, mm -hmm. and she's so fun and feisty. And she's like, I want podcast music that feels gritty. And yeah. and I was like, I got you. And like we talked about it for a little bit. And I'm like, I got you. Just let me roll. I'm going to send you a playlist of, of songs. She loved it. We landed on the song right away. And now that's her theme music. So practically, where do you find these like instrumental music? Yeah. So you want royalty free music. Okay. Um, so a couple of websites are Soundstripe. I really like Soundstripe. Mm -hmm. I think there's another one called Epidemic Sounds. And then there's one called Premium Beat. There's a handful of them. But I, personally, I've got a subscription to Soundstripe. I just I find that their stuff works really well for the majority of the podcasts that I do. But if I don't find the right song there, I will go. I'll go digging. I'll go digging through yeah. some other libraries until I find the, the one that feels right. So moving on, we've got the, our third task in this production segment here is to write and record your intro and outro segments. You want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah. And so I think there's a couple of different ways you can do this. You can create a static intro and outro that you have all the time. You'll notice on the top end of ours, it's we're recording it every single time and kind of changing it up, but it's kind of similar words. Um, mm -hmm. If you listen to Armchair Expert, he's always starting with something similar. So just a way to signify and create some rhythm and consistency. And when I started the Living Center podcast, we had a static intro. And then I recorded an intro for every single guest because we're a guest-based podcast. I wanted to make sure that we had enough space and capacity to really talk about that specific episode and that guest. So I love that. And I'll, I'll chime in really quick. I actually, I've been telling people or advising loosely mm -hmm. to record your intro every time you record the podcast, instead of just having a standard one. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with just having a standard intro, but I think a lot of people just kind of fast forward through it. And so yes. if you have a shorter intro, if it's 15, 20 seconds, you know, there's nothing wrong with recording a bespoke intro every time. I think it, I think it just keeps things fresh. And then it's cool too, because then you can, you know, if you need to adapt it a little bit as you go, you don't feel boxed in. Yeah. Something that I have loved from a production standpoint is just the capacity to do remote interviews. So mm -hmm. I, this is going to be my plug for you to lean into remote interviews. I think there's a lot of pluses and a very few downsides. You can get guests 
without asking them to commit a ton of their time. They can hop on a call and give you an hour of their time rather than the commute and the travel and all of that. So you should do remote podcasts and we will give a plug for our absolute favorite remote platform, Riverside. We're using it right now. Yes, we are. Create a Riverside account, get yourself acquainted. We've got a checklist for you of how to create remote podcasts when you download our complete podcast starting kit. And then another two other tasks in here that feel a little daunting, but I want you to celebrate when you accomplish them is planning, recording, and editing your trailer episode and your first episode. Those are kind of the mm-hmm. first two things that you're launching out into the world. Kyle, can you tell us what a trailer episode is? Yeah, a trailer episode, I tell people, you know, a three to five minute kind of teaser of what the podcast is about. Um, some people, if they already have a couple episodes recorded, they might even find like key moments from those mm-hmm. and then compile them. Like we do that for for clients sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes they just, you know, in the case of, of you and I, we just hopped on and we just kind of gave our background, you know, yeah. like why should anybody listen to us? And mm-hmm. so we just talked about our, our personal and professional experience, how I started Pod Circle, how I met you and worked with you on the Living Centered podcast. So it could be... You could go one of any number of, of routes there, but I would just keep it pretty short and to the point and just make sure it's a kind of like, like a high level. So plan, edit, and record that trailer episode. And then the next one is just a, is to go ahead and record that first full episode. And I'll be getting ahead of myself just a little bit here, but when it comes to distributing the podcast and getting it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the major players, you actually need to have that first full episode ready to go. So maybe that's a good dovetail into our next section right there, McKinsey, which is distribution and marketing. So setting mm-hmm. up your podcast host. Our favorite podcast host is a platform called Transistor, Transistor.fm. If you want to go check it out, we'll also drop a link in the show notes. And it's, you know, we have links in, in our PDFs that we've been mentioning as well. We're going to record another episode just about podcast hosts, in particular Transistor, but like I said, in order to get that episode, that first episode up and to get it distributed, you've got to have that first episode recorded. So podcast host platforms are really important because they're not all created equal. Yeah. And uh, as I mentioned, I think in our trailer episode, some of them are built for the future and some have just not iterated to have the kind of advanced features built for a modern podcaster. So rather than migrate to a, a newer podcast host later, just start on a really good one. And that's why we we know and love and recommend Transistor. So I love that. As a novice, can I speak into this? Because yeah, absolutely. I didn't really know what a host meant. Like, what, what am I hosting? How do I do this? And Nobody so, does. <laughs> no one does. So basically, all it's doing is then going to distribute it to all the places. So you don't have to upload every single week to Apple Podcast and Spotify and Google Podcast and, 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 and. It's just one upload, and then it distributes it to all the places. Exactly. And some podcast hosts make that process so much more difficult than others. And that's so much of the reason that I love Transistor, because you do, you've got to get it pointing to all these different places, but they basically have like a checklist. They make it so easy. I could talk about it for a while, but I've just set up Mm -hmm. so many podcasts now, and I just kind of got tired of beating my head up against the wall with some of these hosts. (laughs) And I found Transistor, and they just made it so easy and so straightforward. And the other thing that we can brag on, because one of the tasks that we'll tell you to do is to build a basic podcast website and you mm-hmm. don't have to overcomplicate it. Transistor creates a really easy way for you to set that up. Um, so yes. you don't have to have a web dev person develop an entire website for you. You can do that through Transistor. And you can domain map it to your site. 
if, right. if you want to. So there's so many options there. You can customize the colors, the themes, and all of that. But it's, it's really great because they produce a, like a social media sharing link for each episode so that when you go to promote that episode, say on your Instagram, you just drop that link in your link tree or mm-hmm. however you do it. And it goes right to that specific episode's webpage where people can subscribe. They can actually listen to the podcast straight from there. They can re- read the show notes and all that good stuff too, but they can also subscribe to their preferred podcast players straight from that that landing page, which I just think is so key to connecting the dots of your social media following mm-hmm. and making them, converting them into subscribers, which to me is the name of the game. We all want subscribers. It's the reason we're doing it. Yes. Um, speaking of social media, one of the tasks we're going to encourage you to do is create social media templates. And you can use these on your own socials. If you are a guest interview-based podcast, I have found so much value in creating social media templates and like assets that our guests actually want to share. So pulling in a video, pulling in a quote. Canva is your friend. Yes, Canva is your friend. And create a template and a consistent way to just plug things in every week that feels a little bit different, but feels on brand with your podcast that will point people back to your podcast if your guest is sharing it. But create it in a way that's pretty and your guests want to share it. Absolutely. Also, utilize video. Utilize video, especially if you're doing Riverside. It's really easy to utilize video. I'm going to jump in on that. Even if you don't have a video podcast, still record video. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just for your social media assets. People want to see you. You know, you've, you've seen the podcasts. And these are fine. We create plenty of these at PodCircle that are audio only. And you just kind of see the waveform and the subtitles and stuff. And I think those are fine. You know, I'm not going to knock those. We, I think we do really well at making those look great. But there's still just nothing like seeing a face. Video wins on social again and again. So we've hit a lot of these, these tasks in this distribution and marketing. And the last thing is a push publish. To schedule yes. it, something that I discovered and I'm so thankful for, you can publish in advance so that it goes live at 5 a.m. to everyone's feed. And then I want you to celebrate. I want you to celebrate because you did it. This is a big task to get from, I have an idea to let's do this and it's going out into the world. Yes. And as we're running out of this episode, I want to encourage everyone to celebrate along the way, not just when you hit this huge milestone. So in your mind, you're going to say like, I want to have my first thousand or whatever, whatever that goal is. Celebrate along the way because that's going to keep you showing up consistently and help you have a sustainable podcast. So let's think of like some non-download milestones. The first time a guest says yes, uh, surviving your first remote interview tech issue because you're going to have one. Um, And we encourage you to be prepared in advance for that. There are some ways to do that we'll talk about later. But maybe you just want to celebrate, hey, I wrote my show description. I know what I'm about and I got it in Transistor. Like let's celebrate along the way. Yeah, small milestones. When you release your first 10 episodes, that's an achievement. It's a huge thing. You're in the, what, the top 80 percentile? I think we were talking about our last episode, how I think it's only 21% of podcasts don't even make it past their first 10 episodes. So one of my favorite emails to send to a client is those milestones when they hit 50 and then 100. I mean, when you hit 100 episodes, I mean, for most people, that's that's two years of podcasting on a weekly basis. What a huge accomplishment. Huge accomplishment. And it's really cool to get that reply email back too of, about how much oftentimes their podcast has like changed their business or their, yeah. you know, their nonprofit or whatever, you know, whatever reason that, that why that they came in to start a podcast and to see like it did what it was supposed to do and it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's moved the needle for them. So yeah, this has been a really fun episode, Mackenzie. I loved it. 
All right, y'all, it's time to launch your podcast and we want to help you every step of the way. And that is why we created a complete podcast starter kit. And in it, you will find everything you need to launch a successful podcast. All the way, we've talked a lot about content and production and we talked about being a good interviewer. And so we've created a lot of resources from remote interviews to in-person, helping you find the equipment, everything you need, everything you don't need. You can download that in one beautiful download with all the things that the experts at PodCircle think that you need to get started. So you can get that in our show notes. We'll give you the link. And also you can find it at podcircle.com slash start. All right. We'll talk to you next week. 